0: What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Pow Block for August 22nd, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, that chocolatey retro code, Edward Varnell.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Nintendo Pow Block. Yes, I'm hyped for it. Definitely with the dude. I I couldn't wait till today, because what you showed me yesterday and what I see today, we'll talk about it in news
0: yeah but hi oh my gosh yeah like yesterday we a little behind the scenes f- scenes for you guys we recorded Arsenal X Wednesday's Arsenal X on Sunday and while we were discussing Xbox stuff, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed in this article which we'll talk about in news later. It's something we talked about earlier this year. But there's more evidence and more news about this specific project. And Ed and I were just like freaking out during Arsenal X and we were like if you watch the video you can see our faces, but we're like not talking about it because we're reading it in a separate in like a separate window. And it's just <laughs> like it's some of the most exciting news. It's it's exciting for Nintendo and Switch fans and Xenoblade yes. fans, so we'll just we'll just leave it at that right now. But uh Man, Ed, this is this is good. This is uh it's only Monday and it's been a really busy week so far. It is <laughs> it's only, exactly. Ah, oh, man, it's I'm trying to fit game time in and then I'm trying to get all of our other shows scheduled out and figured out and everything and making sure everybody has what they need for, you know, cuz I I'm, I'm leaving on Sunday for vacation and uh, I'm trying to make sure everybody has what they need to do stuff without me and Man, it's it's Monday, <laughs> so exactly. Oh man, Ed, how's how's your week going so far?
1: Well, everybody, I have just gotten back in town. If you hear World War One podcast, uh, I, we were doing it live that way. I was out of time with Larry Giver, so I really didn't get time to game, game or anything. But I spent a lot of time on my three DS and loved that system on the go I think if I would have had switch with the time that I was waiting for my train I think my switch would have ran out of power but my 3ds lasted me way longer than my than a switch would um so I like I said Dragon Quest 8 I've been playing that you guys been hearing more about that during past shows but I started up project X zone 2 and uh, it's a lot of reading. I mean a lot of reading it's funny and the way that some of the characters are just like oh I know this person when I don't know him and then they just start knowing each other like like it's so weird I'm like how y'all know that y'all been on missions y'all from two different companies and two different IPs but uh it's kind of almost like Fire Emblem in a sense, but the strategies are, is very basic and very easy to get into. You do have a level-up system, um, and they do teach you on how to attack enemies and stuff. So, uh, I just finished maybe, like, seven stages already. Um, I got to fight, uh, in, uh, Makai, uh, M- uh, Makai, um, which is uh the like demon world for the dark stalkers so morgan is there uh and uh she's just amazing i love her (laughs) i love morgan um but i am getting a little bit further in that game trying to find out what the story is like weird crazy stuff is happening even even jill and chris redfield is in the game (laughs) so it's just like my goodness they got uh so, I, I believe it's Sega, Nelco, I believe Tecmo, and uh, and Capcom. Yeah. In it. Wow. So, there's a lot of characters from different games and stuff. Phoenix Wright in, is in there with uh, Maya. Uh, and it's just, it's a really good game from different worlds. Uh, uh, Dot Hack is even in it. Oh, wow. I was just like, Wow, so, uh, but it's getting really fun, um, really digging that game. Uh, I'm going to be trying to balance that also with, uh, with Dragon Quest Eight, but um, other systems: Uncharted, Gears of War Four, uh, D- uh, DMC, Devil May Cry. Um, probably going to hop into Titanfall Two. I know they got a new mode. Uh so I do want to try that out and give award. I wanna go back to uh but Corey has gotten me into Horizon and I'm ready to pop that game back in and finish it. So uh I know he's been trying to get platinum, get the trophies and stuff, and whilst I support you. Go get those trophies. Yes. <clears throat> uh but uh, I'm ready to finish the game. Kind of want to do the new story mode for it. And then when I finish Horizon um, I'll be jumping back into Final Fantasy 12 uh, HD, but I'm getting ready for Paper Mario Color Splash and Tokyo Mirage Session uh, And Star is- Inve- Star Fox Zero. I'm ready to get back into my Wii U and like really finish them Nintendo games
0: Yeah Nintendo games, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, I've been playing Horizon kind of nonstop the last, I don't know, two or three weeks, I'm trying really hard to just, I want to do everything in that game, because I think we're going to do a special, uh, Nerds Gone Platinum, Power Block crossover to discuss Zelda versus Horizon, and kind of talk about what both games can learn from each other and how mm. like each game can learn e- from each other and evolve in a way that would benefit everyone uh because <clears throat> you know i think zelda could learn some things from horizon but i think horizon could take some elements from zelda as well and like really nail down like the cauldrons are cool ideas like uh yes i i think they're trying to be dungeons for zelda but they're they're really just kind of linear paths that don't have any like puzzle elements or anything to them, uh, you know. It's just a lot of walking up to things, hitting switches to open a door, and then kill the enemies behind the door, which, you know, is is fine. But like in the next in the next game, like if they could make a cauldron with Zelda style puzzles in it, and like you know, really really buckle like double down on the Zelda aspect of Horizon, like. You know, that that game could be really different in, in a better way if they added puzzles to those cauldrons, you know? Could, could, yeah. I mean, it's cool that they're a different aesthetic than the open world because, you know, you're going into this technological minefield instead of, you know, this abandoned wasteland of, uh, of Earth. You know, you're actually in, like, a building and stuff, which is cool. Uh, but to change it up more, I think they could really take some... some Aspects of, of what makes Zelda great, and and apply them to the cauldrons because I think that I, I think the cauldrons are in some of the most interesting parts of that game in terms of the storytelling, but yeah. in in terms of just like navigating through it, it's just like it's it's, it's okay. Uh, but and I, they didn't.
1: And they don't have many of them.
0: In no, there's only there's only like six or seven of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they are nowhere near as long as like old school Zelda dungeons. Uh. I would almost say they're not even as long as the divine beasts in Breath of the Wild. They're they're pretty small spaces that you navigate. I mean, they they they're large spaces, but it's it's really linear, and you can get through them in about 15 minutes. And it's not uh, it's not a Zelda dungeon by any stretch. But like, it's it's a cool idea. I I just hope yes. that like the next game they they evolve because you got you got to remember this is Gorilla's first real chance at making something other than kill zone, you know, and and they they nailed it for the most part. It's a good it's a good game. Like it's a great yes, game, but definitely uh, agree at the at the same time like if they can and if they can make Aloy control a little bit better uh
1: lose the stupid resource system
0: uh, or and fix
1: the drop rate because the thing about it is, is that you need some resources to get to buy certain equipment.
0: Yeah, I think I think that the resource gathering is kind of essential to that game, but they need to fix they need to make it a little bit easier to get those resources cuz I find myself trying to sell stuff all the time and like trying to find the resources that I need and I'm buying them instead of finding them in the open world and it's not like I'm going it's not like I'm fast traveling from campfire to campfire, you know, I'm traveling hey, if- through the world to kill I'm going out of my way to kill the the robots to get these and, resources, and I'm not getting the ones that I need, and, and it's, it's kind of frustrating at points.
1: And yeah, that fast travel needs to be fixed too. You gotta buy a piece, you gotta buy something to do fast travel? I'm like, that sucks. I'm like, Well there's here we they, are.
0: You get an infinite one later that I think they patched in afterwards, like it's just an infinite travel one, and I think that they're gonna address that in the second game. I I If they don't that would be a huge oversight because they already patched in a step to, you know, take that away. You know, that you can buy a infinite fast travel thing for like, I don't know, a thousand metal shards. Uh, but yeah, I, I do agree. I think, I think it was a little bit ridiculous that you were, you limited your fast travel by having to purchase these, these fast travel packs. And it's like, right. That's kind of, that's, that's kind of obnoxious. Uh, but, I mean, they did patch that in, and it, it then I ended up the first thing I did was was buy the uh infinite fast travel infinite pack. one yeah uh, then
1: yeah, then I gotta try to buy one. I know for me uh i what I really liked about it was taking over the towers and then the villagers come in. um I like kind of that stealth in hunting, uh so when they used to come into the grass, I would just be able to kill them easy or just headshot them uh real quick. Uh, and I think there's one mission, uh, one of them, I did everything with them not even seeing me, just like, like killing them stealthily. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I I can see, I can't wait for Horizon 2. And I think that's going to probably be within three years that they'll announce it.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I honestly think it actually might be a PS4 or a PS5 launch title if they do end up making an, another console. Like, -hmm. I think that that's going to be a game that they launch with the system to try to sell it. Uh, I think it's too late in the life cycle right now to get another one, unless they get it out in two years, which I doubt because I think, you know, they they you know, God of War is too similar of a game, like visually right now. You know, it's too too similar of a game. Uh, Days Gone, they want to push, and it's uh, looks to be similar ish you know open world action RPG style thing and then you got uh, Death Stranding coming you have you know I I think Sony has too many options on it's plate to push a sequel for Horizon in the next few years so I see Horizon 2 really being a launch title for their next console Uh, then
1: uh, in the meantime I think give Guerrilla Games the order I think give them the sequel to do it to 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 fill to fill in i think to fill in like the the when the life cycle of the PlayStation four is about the end i say you know it is kind of um like take what take the problems and fix it and then release it so that when playstation five come out they will have uh They'll have um, Horizon ready, t- Horizon Two ready to go. Cause I know that. I mean, PlayStation Five is too far ahead for them to be working on Part Two to have that ready for a launch title.
0: Yeah, um, but, anyways, Horizon is. If you own a PS4, I think Horizon is one of maybe three must-have exclusives for for PS4 right mm-hmm. now. I think. I think it's that good. I think it is I think it's the game to sell PS4 right now. Yes. Uh, you know, it is it is Sony's it is Sony's flagship game. I'm I'm sorry. Like in in my mind Horizon is Sony's flagship ship game. Uh the other two exclusives I would say like in terms of big retail boxed copies, you know, I really liked Infamous Second Son. I think that game is severely underrated and mm-hmm. uh you know i didn't really i didn't play infamous one or two but i really liked second son a lot and i know first light was really good too uh and that's i think that's just a 20 dollar expansion uh, yeah and you know bloodborne i think are the three games that are the must-haves for sony uh you know you know what
1: i i opposite horizon i agree with you I still think Uncharted Four and I still think The Last Guardian are the three games on the PlayStation
0: Four. I don't think Bloodborne is. See, is if somebody's is, if if somebody's gonna say like, yeah, I, I still can't back Uncharted Four as like something that I would recommend to somebody. If you're gonna get a game like that, I would say Rise of the Tomb Raider <laughs> at this point.
1: Well, well, yeah, but uncharted 4 graphically looks more impressive than horizon horizon looks good but horizon doesn't do enough with its color palette yeah you know you you have the oranges but you have orange and that earth tone and the only other color that you're gonna have is maybe night which looks yeah fine but, I do agree
0: but, with you. It kind of gives it kind of gives unless you're in like one of the cauldrons which have that yeah. blue blue black aesthetic like it kind of ha Remember how everybody was complaining when Gears 1 and 2 came out that 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 color palette was too brown and too dark uh, and didn't have yeah. enough vibrant colors. I to an extent I kind of feel that way about Horizon, but not it's not Gears of War bad, but I do agree that there's like there's a lot of brown, there's a lot of earth tones which you know it's it's part of the world they're building i i think but at the same time there's like i think they could do with some you know bright purples and blues and and yellows like there's there's colors out there yeah. that they are not using and like if you're going for this old like you know that they're it's future it's the future obviously but they they're relying on old customs like you know the societies are relying on old customs like why not go explore like a Roman route and go, hey, purple is regal, like the, the kings or the, the sitting kings of these societies wear purple to show that they're regal or part of the regal guard, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I agree with you that the aesthetic, I hope they, ch- they use some di- new colors and stuff, but...
1: I mean, I, I would say Horizon sales PlayStation Pro ps4 pro i I think it sells that uncharted does more than bloodborne and also with its color palette and some some scenes and stuff so that's why i i I mean i you have to i have to give it to naughty dog for the background that environment that it looks beautiful It, it really does and it doesn't stutter or anything i think bloodborne just looks dead and dated
0: yeah bloodborne looks really dated especially like i've been playing it on my pro and i even have it running in boost mode to help help it allows the uh the frame rate to catch up but like mm -hmm. even then like you you look at it and like that game is definitely (laughs) an early ps4 game it is it is dated like i mean it, it I mean it's not it's not their fault it's just an old it's just an older game that didn't take a lot of advantage of of the hardware you know they're making the game they're trying to make and and that's cool but like you can definitely see the the way so- sony's first party studios use the system and the way like second and third parties use it like uncharted is super impressive and i'm excited because uh, Lost Legacy comes out tomorrow, and I'm actually really excited. You know, Giant Bomb wrote a review, and they got hmm. they they were showing it off and talking about it and stuff. And actually, this is the first Uncharted game I'm excited for since two. To be honest with yeah. you, I I think it's cool that they're exploring Chloe and Nadine, even though a lot of people don't yes. like Nadine for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't have
1: no problem. With I
0: did I didn't have a problem with her, but people are like, hate Nadine. I'm like, why? She's there's no issue with nadine she's fine uh
1: trust but... us everybody we're gonna get back to nintendo this yeah is not
0: this yeah. is not nurse going platinum
1: but we gotta talk about this because I, I found i feel like this is an interesting conversation um
0: yeah uh but in in terms of like is... exclusives and stuff like yeah i've to get it back to exclusives for sony like i i still think like S- horizon is kind of it in terms of like Nine pluses for me in terms of Sony exclusives. Like Nintendo mm-hmm. for Switch already, for me at least, already has three nine pluses for me. You know, they have it. Zelda, Mario Kart 8. Yes, you could argue that those are already on Wii U and they're just ports. That's fine. Uh, Splatoon 2. Like those are the three nine pluses. And like ARMS is like an eight plus for me.
1: I, I probably would add maybe even two more. Like, that graceful explosion machine is addictive. Yeah. Literally is. addictive. And uh, Dumper is good too. I'm like, I enjoy Dumper. Uh, but everybody's playing Sonic Mania on Switch. And yeah, you could get that on PS4. But all I'm seeing, like, on my Twitter feed, Switch, Switch, Switch for Sonic Mania. So if sega is making, and even even uh puyo puyo tetris was a must-have that people were buying on switch mm-hmm so i mean i'm like I've, i mean
0: i bought i bought puyo puyo tetris twice because i bought the physical copy and i'm like i'm not gonna keep switching discs or switching carts every time i want to play tetris so i just ended up buying <laughs> it digitally too to be honest with you like i just i want it there all the time and it's so easy to just be like okay i'm tap like I, I always forget Switch has a touch screen but like I tap the Puyo Puyo Tetris thing launch right in and right there Tetris I touch Tetris and I'm in Tetris it's just like ugh. Tetris is like one of the best games of all time it's just it's so perfect
1: puzzle games
0: yes puzzle games I do agree
1: but it has competition because uh, Puzzle Fighter I hold over Tetris
0: yeah I get that sense. out of here Weak. What? Weak sauce. No. You heard me. That's, what? That sauce is weak, Ed. Get it out. No, it's not. It's the Big Mac sauce. That's. Yeah. No. A thousand what? Island dressing you cannot pass off as special sauce. Okay. <laughs>
1: you just said no.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I. You know how long it's been since I've had a Big Mac? I don't know what it I don't even know. I don't even yes. remember the last time I was at McDonald's, to be honest with you. <laughs> Well, yeah, I did
1: tell you to, uh, I'm like, go stop at McDonald's and get a milkshake or something, because he was leaving Brian's. Yeah, was- yeah,
0: I ended up going, there's, uh, I don't know if these are around you, but people in the Ohio or Pennsylvania area, uh, will know Sheets. She- no,
1: uh, it's, we it's don't like, have
0: it. It's like a, it's like a, it's a gas station, but inside, you can go in and, like, they have, like, a touch screen there, and you can order food and, and milkshakes and huh. coffee and stuff, and it's like a convenience store. It's like a it's like a nice convenience store. It's like the Target version of convenience stores, where like, you know, it's a little bit nicer than your typical gas station, but it's still like a convenience store. You know, so
1: is it? Because uh, sometimes we have mm. some in Wisconsin, but it's like for truck stops. Yeah, uh, that's – uh
0: the like there's down south. It's the there's like Wawa down south uh uh-huh. Uh, but yeah i know what you're talking about and yeah it's yeah. kind of like that it's it's
1: kind of like that Okay. yeah
0: you yeah. Can go in sit down ours ours by the well the one by where i work has like a, has a drive-thru and like the drive-thru has the touch screen on it so you don't have to talk to anybody it's really nice it's great
1: oh nice yeah see we don't have uh any truck stops uh shops like that we only have like basic kind of um like, uh, gas stations. Uh, don't... We We have to go to Wisconsin to do anything like that.
0: Yeah. So... It's, uh... Oh, man. But, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Nintendo!
1: Woo! Yes!
0: Uh, but... Let's see. What else? I was playing so- Oh, I played Sonic Mania. Yeah. Now, getting... Rounding it back to Nintendo after 20 minutes of talking about Sony exclusives and stuff. Um, Sonic Mania is... Uh, definitely a Genesis style Sonic game. It is fast. It's annoying when you're going really fast and they just throw the random enemy in front of you. I uh, hate uh, that. Uh, I I like the pure. I can just play a Sonic mode. <laughs> you know, I I I really do like that. Sonic One is my favorite Sega game. I will I will throw that out there in terms of games you could play on Genesis besides the Turtles in Time ripoff, which was Hyperstone Heist. It was the same game as Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. But there's a couple extra levels, and there's a boss rush mode, and instead of Super Shredder, it was Ultra Shredder. But it was essentially the same game. Okay. Uh gosh, that game was so good. Can we get, can we just get like the 16-bit Ninja Turtle games on Switch at some point in widescreen and like comic mode and just, uh I was talking about Ninja Turtles earlier today with somebody. Who was I talking about? Oh, we were talking about the original Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, on NGR, next next week's NGR Radio, we talked about uh, games that we kind of wanted revived and what developer we wanted it. Mm-hmm. From and I was talking about Ninja Turtles, and remember when Rocksteady was rumored to be working on the Ninja Turtles game that was similar to Arkham Asylum? Yeah, uh, that's what we were talking about. But uh, but,
1: Plat- but Platinum did it because I guess uh, Activision had the uh, yeah, rights to it.
0: Stupid Activision. I'm sorry, Activision is.
1: What well, do you, you want to know? Who I would have picked for it? I literally would have went the way for it. I could see WayForward doing the arcade style uh, Ninja Turtles again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could. But, yeah, that would be cool. Went, that would be awesome if WayForward did like a, a twenty dollars side-scrolling brawler, or even like a thirty dollar like brawler with RPG elements, where you could like put pump stats into different things and like yes. make like you could do like I don't know. I think it would be cool if somebody took that. Brawler, like format, made it huh. maybe maybe made it multiplayer. Like maybe not. I don't know, or like even made it like a gauntlet style thing where like each run you make, you level your turtles up a different way, and like you know you you take take them through like a two like like a two or three hour campaign and just level them up how you want after after each level. Put points into like strength, speed, uh, you know. You you get an aerial attack Maybe your special move where you hit A and B at the same time Doesn't take as much health away Uh, You know that kind of stuff And like just put that in the brawler formula Oh man Look what I did Game doc sign up You got anybody listening Who owns a Ninja Turtles license You can have that one for free I I think you should charge $30 for it Maybe a 3 hour campaign Co-op Save states Yeah
1: uh, I'm gonna make it six hour. I'd make it five or six hour.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I I mean I would just only because the only reason why is that uh b- playing the Ninja Turtle game will only take you an hour
0: if you I you're playing the old ones an hour. Um, How bad? Are yeah, you? it would take you like forty minutes. Jeez, Ed.
1: Well, it actually Get depends good. on what dif- it actually depends on what difficulty and what turtle you're playing. Get good Ed. What? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now, if you're playing that old Ubisoft one of the Turtles in Time that came from three sixty, uh, then yeah, forty
0: minutes. Yeah, no. No. Do not nobody play that game. Sorry. Nobody play that game. Yeah <sighs> That game. That game was bad, dude. I'm sorry. That game was bad. The Turtles in Time remake was bad. Yes. Uh, uh, and I know it was based off the arcade version and not the Super Nintendo version, which is fine, but it was still bad. So, Bad dudes. Uh, no, we don't need another bad dudes. Anyways, back to Sonic. Sonic's really good. I wouldn't be expecting anything super different than the Genesis games, except for the fact that they doubled down on the Genesis aspect of it and just made it work and made it flow really well and they added they built the engine from the ground up to feel like the Genesis games but they added the extra I think they said like 15 frames a second to to each animation and like the extra animations that Sonic does makes it flow better and it's just like it's really cool and like the boss designs are cool I'm not going to give anything away uh but there's two really cool bosses I have fought so far. Um Hope your hope your uh puzzle skills are up to snuff. That's all I can say about one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh but Sonic Mania is really good and especially if you're a fan of the old Sonic games, like it's it's super good. I got my got my Sonic buddy right here. He's going to chill on my desk from now on. Uh My my it doesn't say Sega though. Like my button is broken. Which I'm really upset about, but it's okay. It's not like I'm just gonna keep pressing it. But Sonic Mania is really good. I'm I'm really impressed and it plays well on Switch. It feels at home in in handheld mode. Like these are the types of games that I would love to see Nintendo do at some point, you know, a Super Mario World Mania where like they'll include the original game, but you can go back in and play remix levels or you know, and I I know that's what Mario Maker kinda is, but like Mm-hmm. I would love to see them just maybe take a little bit of time and like remaster some of these games and and make them widescreen and add the extra frames of animation and just do some stuff. But like this game, a lot of heart in this game. I like it. Should they'll probably put it in the Paper Mario art art form. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want some of those old school those old school Mario games though. Like I want. Like, even if they just redid the All-Stars versions of the games and, like, you know, because, like, the 16-bit Mario 3 looks really good and Mario 2 looked really good. I, well oh, man, these games are good. <sighs> but anyways, Ed, we're going to get into some of this news. Do we want to save this, bi- the biggest story, first or last? Do we want to save it for last? Do we want to keep keep everybody guessing? Let's keep everybody guessing. Okay. So first story. Batman the Enemy Within Telltale series has been listed for Switch by several retailers, including Ooh, yes. Amazon, GameStop, Best Buy, and Target. Uh the Telltale game features a story-driven Batman point-and-click graphic novel, which was released earlier this month on several platforms. Uh the Batman games the Telltale Batman games have been rumored to be running on Switch for a while now, and it's pretty clear what Batman game we'll be getting. Uh it's already on PS4, Xbox One, PC, iPhone, Android. Uh, and this one is listed for an October 17th release date, which is also the same date as Axiom Verge by the way for you Switch owners. Uh, nice. So, pretty solid. Pretty pretty solid. I would I've been telling you, Ed, I'm like there's two games I would love to play on Switch and one was this and one was uh uh Guardians of the Galaxy i think those. i would like to play those on switch and we're getting it and we're getting this one i'm a little sad we're not getting the first one though just because like the story is a continuation of the first season and yeah and your stuff does carry over so maybe there'll be maybe there'll be like a bundle like the revelations bundle for switch which would be really cool uh but anyway anyways yeah batman looks like it's coming to switch so i'm excited I'm really yeah, excited I, am too. I still um, need I, to finish that first season
1: oh the first season is good I am waiting for 2, two for Xbox One um, I'm waiting for all the episodes to come out because that's how I want to play it um, but definitely for Switch I'll, have, have, I'll definitely have one by then and I definitely will be picking up because it's going to be a great game to play on the go
0: yeah definitely especially if you're like on an airplane and you like you know, you don't really want to watch the in-flight movie or whatever, and and you know, or like a train ride or something, and and you yes. need something to to pass the time. Like an episode of this would be perfect. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of energy or thought. You know, I mean, when when I when I when we flew to Florida, like I played my Switch, and I was I would have loved to have something like this to play, even though I was still playing Zelda, and Zelda's amazing. But yes, uh, but yeah, Batman looks like it's coming to Switch. Also, coming to Switch, EA revealed that they are releasing a second game for Switch, and it's the game that I'm more interested in. Uh, remember the what EA, it be? Remember the EA Originals title fee that they announced, what, two yes. years ago at this point? Uh, two years ago, yes. Uh, yeah, it is coming to Switch now uh, from Swedish studio Zoink Games uh, will be released in early 2018 on Switch, as well as the other platforms. This game looks way better than it did when they revealed it. Did you watch the new trailer?
1: No, I didn't even get to see the electronics uh Electron electronic arts conference. Ah,
0: um, this trailer was so good. Hold on, I gotta I gotta mute the audio so it doesn't come through on the podcast. But this game looks freaking adorable. The artwork looks amazing. The art direction is just oh it looks it looks like if Horizon had a No Man's Sky art design, mm-hmm. but like you get to like walk around with these different creatures and stuff. Oh my gosh, it looks so good! Anybody who's interested in an adventure game for Switch, like a a real action adventure game, watch this trailer right now. Uh, it I I had no interest in this game before today and now i'm watching this trailer and it's like at the top of my list of third-party games i want on switch
1: well i know for me uh it looks it looked very interesting at e3 but i was kind of disappointed that ea didn't really show more of it last year at e3 and like they kind of went silent so uh but it looked like they probably was working on the visuals and probably uh, expanded the game and you know probably getting performances uh, of it better. Hopefully there is an interview that comes out and he tells why it took long. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Corey.
0: It looks very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I feel like it's gonna be no less than good. I think it's gonna be better than Unraveled, uh, the their first kind of. 4a into the EA originals thing uh, with Yarny. Uh, so yes fee looks good I'm excited all right Ed arms the uh, Japanese arms Twitter page has teased a new fighter set to join Ooh. the game uh, in the in probably the free update coming at the beginning of the month uh, they've already announced that all content and fighters are all gonna be free for this game. Uh, for the next year and people have uh uh recently unearthed a leak showing that there are at least nine unannounced fighters and this would be one of them uh one to coincide for every month for the rest of the rest of the free dlc period so Uh, uh, i'm pretty pretty pumped i i i think arms even though it's sold well i still feel like it's one of Nintendo's stronger new IPs in recent years. Uh, uh, it's really good. It's a really strong fighting game. I, I, I really like arms. And if I had more time, like I would definitely be playing arms just as much as everything else I play on switch. It is, it is really good. I actually think I like arms more than Splatoon, to be honest with you. Uh, Really? Even though, even though I love Splatoon, I've played it before, you know, it's, it's Splatoon, right? It's, it's, you know you play the maps, you cover the maps, and you customize your character and even though it's got deep customization mechanics this time around, like there's something about arms man that's super charming and super fun and huh. and i I like arms a lot, you know i i it's like a fighting game I can really get into,
1: yeah I, when I tried the uh demo of it, I was kind of hooked, I'm like, yeah, this is a game that I definitely got to learn uh it it yeah it looks really good.
0: That that was really scary, Ed. My <laughs> my the game room door <laughs> just open just opened by itself. <laughs> there's a ghost. Oh wow! Uh, there's a ghost in here. Oh no! <laughs> that was really creepy, dude. It was shut like all the way. Now it's open like this far. <laughs> wow. Okay, anyways, back to the show uh, <laughs> If if something happens, Ed Oh no, oh no, oh no Okay Sorry if you just saw the video go haywire ah, Wow Okay Uh, Yeah, ARMS, I can't wait to see what this new character looks like Maybe they'll reveal it in one of the new uh, I think by the time everybody Sees this video or listens to this show Nintendo will have had At least one of their live streams For probably Mario Odyssey first I think is the first one uh uh-huh. uh so maybe they'll have announced something uh by then but like I can't wait to see what this new fighter looks like cuz Max Brass was the first DLC fighter that they announced and he was cool like he's this big huge like tanky character he's really slow but he can pack a punch no pun intended okay yes. pun intended uh but yeah <laughs> Arms Arms is really good. I can't wait for you to come up here Ed, and we'll do a let's pot and play of Arms. It's going to be great. Uh yes. It's going to be awesome. So, uh the last kind of uh bigger news story before we get to kind of like I feel like the the last news story is just going to kind of be our topic of the show. But uh Okay. Remember the PlayStation classic fear effect? Of course, yes. And Square Enix licensed the game out to a company who was doing the Kickstarter to do a strategy version of Fear Effect, which is still due out sometime next year. Uh, Sushi, a development studio who started their Kickstarter for, uh, F- where's the name? Where's the name of the Fear Effect game they're developing? Uh, Fear Effect Sedna. uh Has signed on with Square Enix to remaster the original Fear Effect. Called Fear Effect Reinvented. This game will take the original game, uh, which was released on PlayStation in 2000, uh, give it a fresh coat of paint, uh, remaster some of the mechanics, and deliver the game how everybody remembers it from the year 2000. Mm. Interesting. This game... I'm not going to lie... I was at the right age at the right time for this game and the marketing around this game was very we'll say persuasive with its female leads and they uh-huh. were very friendly with each other. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> uh, you know, that was kind of like the whole marketing thing. I wonder if they're going to clean up that that persona that this game kind of has uh, surrounding it and kind of like give it more not that the game's gonna the game itself is gonna change but maybe push it more towards what Tomb Raider became uh, in terms huh. of, of the graphics instead of you know that old school uh thing uh, the one thing that this game really introduced though uh what it was really known for it was one of the first major titles to introduce cell shading uh, which wasn't really popular at the time it was I remember it was fear effect uh. Cell damage and fur Jet fighters.
1: Jet Set Radio.
0: Yeah. Uh I think Jet Set Radio came out after this though. Uh but those three ga those three games were like the first major games to like really experiment with cell shading and then uh-huh. and then Jet Set just <laughs> went off the walls with their cell shading, which I would love it, a remastered Jet Set Radio for Switch. Just it saying.
1: Did. Then Wind Waker snatched all the crowds.
0: Yeah, because people who was watching it thought that it was a cartoon. Yeah, because then <laughs> Nintendo's like, "Oh, that's cute. We can do it right." <laughs> and then they just went exactly. off and did it. <laughs> so
1: I'm, and I'm not gonna play Wind Waker unless in, in everybody's household. Yeah,
0: I know, right? Wind Waker. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted that Zelda game they showed off in the tech demo at Space World that, or E3 that year. For GameCube? Yeah, they showed Luigi's Mansion, Metroid, and Zelda. And I'm like... And Mario 128. Remember when Mario 128 was a thing? Yes. Oh, man, I would love if they just came out and said, Hey, we are making Super Mario 128, and it is a direct sequel to Mario 64. And, oh, man, that would be great. But that that came out to be Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think the tech behind... The tech behind Mario One Twenty Eight ended up being Pikmin, because they were experimenting with lots of uh, characters on screen at one time, and that ended up being Pikmin. So, fun fact for everybody ah. that's listening. So that was that was interesting. Ah uh, yes, yes. Sorry, I need I I am so hyped. I need to keep it going.
1: <laughs> well, before we actually get to that, Corey, before we get to our last topic, everybody, uh, uh, Magic Design Studios, who are attending Gamescom, just announced Unruly Heroes. Uh, it is a 2D game enriched by combat and other surprises. Uh, and these uh, the kind of been influenced by... Uh, A Journey to the West uh, kind of known as the Monkey King and this fresh company has team members who previously worked on Ubisoft uh, titles such as Raven Rabbits and Assassin's Creed so uh, you guys can check it out Uh, with local co-op 4 to 4 players uh, there's a lot of worlds to discover the artwork is bananas it looks so a n a n a s. yes sorry (laughs) Uh, it, it looks really good. This is like literally on my radar. I love 2D ups I love the combat. Uh, they got one part this dude, he hit an enemy and then grabbed it by the tail and did the Looney Tunes back and forth kind of whap wap. I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely for me. Uh, and last but not least for my little special news before we get to our main topic. Uh, Pixel Perfect uh, they came and talked about a game uh, Earth Atlantis um uh, they say that is about 96% done uh but man this game looks like really cool it looks like hand drawn black and white uh uh 2D shooter so uh you guys can check that out um it was a, a 2017 Bit Summit winner so uh, you guys can't check that out. Uh, these two stories are on Nintendo Life. So if you guys want to see more, go to that website, check them out, give them a good read. But Corey, what is our what is the big news that's
0: like got us all kind of crazy? Oh my gosh, man! Let me let me tell you. Okay, so uh, if you guys remember, maybe a month ago, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, we talked about Monolith Soft. Soft and how it had come out that they were working on a maybe working on a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles X. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they they kind of tease some things and they were they were hiring for that project uh, in terms of like an online action heavy uh, type position. So yes, it came out on August twentieth that Xenoblade developer monolith soft recruiting for ambitious new project for nintendo switch Uh, xenoblade developer monolith soft is looking to hire a wave of new staffers as it shifts gears to a new project on its newly refreshed website the company says it's planning on it's planning an ambitious project different from Monolith's brand image monolith is recruiting staffers staff who can take on the challenging or take on the challenge with them of releasing a title to for a global market. Monolith is hiring for the following positions. Designers uh, character modeler, map modeler, in-game animator, technical artist, main character designer, concept artist, programmer, character control programmer uh, for action uh, system and framework pro- programmer for action planner, for action, management support, Uh, project manager, specifically keyed towards online uh, components and action RPGs. And then it shows two or three, or it shows three or four images of concept art uh, that they plan for their project. And it looks like they are aiming for an online action RPG. Probably similar to the first family fantasy star was the first thing that crossed my mind. Was like, uh-huh. you know, maybe not an MMO, but a game similar, maybe to Monster Hunter 2, where like you you can have up to two or three friends join you in the same party. You guys go out and fight monsters together uh, in an open world. Go complete missions together, stuff like that. Uh,
1: yeah, it it looked like from, I'm assuming that it's going to be class based also, because it looked like the different environments and the people that was there, uh, you know, they were by themselves. But I'm just like, this looks like this is going to probably have some class based combat to it. Yeah. Uh, do everybody check out that artwork. Oh, that artwork is amazing. Like really good. It has a like uh uh kind of like a watercolor aesthetic to it. Yeah. In a sense.
0: Yeah. It's uh. Man, it looks pretty. Uh, It's the the concept art, like you said, is kind of like a watercolor, really vast environment. Uh, The one picture shows a girl in a red hood staring down at what looks like a city in a valley and these two just cliff uh, and a big mountain in the background overlooking an ocean. Man, this game sounds ambitious for a Nintendo title. Uh, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be anything if this game was coming out on Xbox or PlayStation, like, those ga- those games exist on those platforms all the time, and Nintendo mm-hmm. isn't really known for their online uh, stuff, you know, in terms of, like, an MMO or anything. I, I mean, I guess Dragon Quest X exists overseas, but uh, this is, like, the, the positions they're hiring for are very specific for an action RPG, and, like, there's this one where it looks like it looks like a knight in a red cape is looking up at a giant church with, like, this angel statue. Uh, almost looks Dark Souls-y. Uh, like, if you showed me an image of this, I would have said, oh, that looks like Dark Souls. Uh, yeah. Just from the concept art. But then you go down, scroll down the page, and it's got the watercolor. Very colorful, very... Uh, Lots of blues and reds and pinks, kind of like you know what we were talking about. Maybe Horizon can incorporate into their next game. Like, I, it looks awesome. Like it, this concept looks awesome. Uh, the 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 hero, or I I, I think it might be a, a female with the the sword and the cape flowing over the sword, and uh, she's uns- unsheathing the sword, and it looks like she's about ready to go into battle. And there's all these flags flying around. I mean we we talk awfully highly about Monolith on the show and we yes. talk awfully highly on Xenoblade uh especially Xenoblade X uh, and how big that world looks, uh. and like you know we talk a lot about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and how that game looks like it should not be running on this hardware you know it's it's got that the like even though the characters look very se- kind of cel-shaded and cartoony uh-huh. the, the world itself looks very real. Like, the grass flowing, the mountains. Like, you saw the monster... Remember that first trailer? It looked like a mountain in the background, and we watched it again, and it was actually a monster moving across the background of the the world. And then, like, you go up into the sky, and it's, like, the city in the sky, and then that giant flying monster going through the title screen. Like, these are massive assets that don't look like they should be running on the Nintendo Switch hardware, but they are.
1: Yes. Like, I, we have to re look at that trailer, like, many times. And I'm probably going to even do it even after the show. uh. Because, goodness, my, you know, Monolith Soft is known for a lot of their RPGs and plus with them working on their uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I think Breath of the Wild has inspired them. And they're probably gonna be taking some things from it to make that kind of game,
0: that open world MMO style game. Mm-hmm. And they know, I mean, Monolith knows their way around how to build an open world. They, I mean, granted, they helped Nintendo build Breath of the Wild's open world. Like, they know how to do it. And like, oh man, if they can just do another another awesome big game for Switch, and oh man, like. If Monolith puts three games on Switch, because I think what started the conversation was uh, there was a quote that they were going to try to port Xenoblade X over after they were done with two, uh, uh-huh. which would be awesome because I would I would love that. And then that spawned the conversation. The next episode that an article came out that said they were looking to to maybe make a direct sequel to X, and now we're we're seeing more of that, and it's just. Uh oh, oh. I Yeah, I would love I would love for them to fix
1: some things in X and then bring it over to uh Switch. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I would I would just uh, I would love to play X on the go and like I know we're getting two but I think the Xenoblade proper series and Xenoblade X and whatever that series is gonna be are really two distinct series. They're two separate series that just happen to take place in the same world. Uh, you know, I would love to see X make its way over. Oh, oh it's so yeah. good. Because, yeah, Because, like, I feel like X is more about the world and, like, you hunting things in the world whereas Xenoblade 1 and probably Xenoblade 2 are more about the story they're trying to tell.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and, you know, a lot, with a lot of his side quests and stuff, it's just so amazing to look at though, mm-hmm. just like how in the heck did you guys make a game like this I like know. and run and running at at thirty frames I don't want to say sixty
0: frames, mm-hmm. but I running, running 30. at a,
1: thirty running at a smooth thirty frames per second
0: like the frame rate is just smooth, uh-huh, yeah, it's uh man, dude, I just nah. I know. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's, this is great radio, me just making random sound effects, but that's how excited I am. I just, I think Monolith is one of the most underrated developers out there. Like, you know, you, you talk about underrated developers, uh, and, and Monolith isn't even brought up when you're talking about that. You know, it's, it's insane that they are not talked about more. And, you know, they've done some good stuff. You know, when they spun out, and, de- and formed monolith even before that you know that when they were doing games for square and they were doing xeno gears and then they spun off for Namco and then they did xeno uh Zeno Blade Z- xeno saga they did xeno oh, saga yeah, xeno for saga. ps2 yeah. and then they sp- and then they uh Namco sold them to Nintendo and then they made Xeno blade like oh, man they they've just done some really awesome work and like You know, you go back and play those PS2 games, like, they're a little cutscene-heavy, and, I mean, that's when people were really experimenting with cutscenes and seeing how they would work in a game, and I I get that. It's a time-and-place thing. But back then, like, those those were epic RPGs, man. Yes, they were. And that was the first time that you could really, like... You know, a lot of people give credit to Mass Effect for being one of the first RPGs to really have things matter and carry over... But if you remember Xenoblade Saga, like I'm pretty sure, like Xenoblade Xenosaga 2 read your save from Xenosaga 1, and determined, like at least determined some stats for your characters and and how the story was going to unfold. Uh huh. And you know that that was planned to be like a six episode thing, and it only ended up being three. But which which really made the third game feel rushed because they they were trying to tie up a lot of loose ends that weren't supposed to be done for like two games but uh uh-huh. that series was a massive thing for for PS2 and I would really like to see those games get remastered at some point well I would love to
1: see Xenogears get remastered like I want to play the first one
0: yeah well like Xenogears had the same problem right it was this big epic RPG and there was going to be a couple sequels to that and then, uh-huh. they, and then they looked at the numbers and thought well I don't think we're going to be able to make another game in this series because Final Fantasy VII is super popular. You know, everybody's looking at Final Fantasy for PS One now. Uh, you know, and then I think Chrono Cross was going to was coming out soon after that, which like you know a sequel to Qu- Chrono Trigger at the time was probably really people were really looking forward to that. huh. And so like Xeno Gears, the end of Zeno Gears felt really rushed as well. Uh, you know, they, yeah. it felt like they're. There could have been like forty more hours of RPG wrapped up in that they, last half hour.
1: <laughs> I think they ran out of time
0: and they ran out
1: of budget, so they had to finish it up.
0: Yeah, which is sad, and like it, it really like, you know, playing Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii and what I played of X, I didn't, fi- I didn't finish it because that game is just way too long. Like that is yeah. that is that is Nintendo's Skyrim right there. You can say Breath of the Wild is nintendo's skyrim all you want xenoblade x is nintendo skyrim like you can go do whatever you want you can go yes. fight giant monsters 200 hours into the game and they will still whoop your butt like those things <laughs> like it's like 25 hours before you even get your mech <laughs> right and then and you dude, have you to relearn take... the game
1: And then you have to take care of your mech because if your mech dies, you kind
0: of got to rebuild it. And that's more resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. uh, Yeah, man, it's. uh, I'm really intrigued by what they're hiring for. I'm super stoked
1: because even if they do get the team and they actually make something, we got 2018 E3. We are. That is going to be an expectation for me. Come on, mind your off, you guys. Don't know Nintendo Direct. Give me straight E three. Save it for E three.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think maybe it's going to be a while before we hear about this game. Uh, you know, I I mean, I'm assuming it's going to use the Xenoblade Chronicles X engine. Like they already uh-huh. have an engine, uh, so they could possibly pump this game out in two or three years. Uh, you know, because they. They pumped Xenoblade they're pumping mm-hmm. Xenoblade two out what two years after Xenoblade X? Two years or three? Two years. Yeah. Plus they help with the development of Breath of the Wild. Like they work fast. You know, for, for especially for a Japanese company, like you know, they 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 work pretty fast and I I'm excited to see. Maybe like two years we'll hear something, you know?
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll probably see something hopefully next year uh by that following year we just find out some new stuff like maybe a cage maybe a story or a trailer we find something about it um but yeah I'll give it two or three years that we actually learn what the game is in the final title yeah
0: yeah I uh I'm excited, you know. I can't wait to see <laughs> what this game is because they are—they are one of the—I I would say one of Nintendo's better development studios. And and <laughs> man, yes, 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 um, yes. But yeah. Uh, anything else we we want to talk about before we wrap up this episode? Uh, I mean, no. I, we could always talk about—we could always talk for hours about Nintendo, but. This is a a podcast, and we understand we don't take up all of your time, but uh, we love you guys. I know we love you guys. Plus, you know we've we've got a lot to work on this weekend. We've got man, see, with me going on vacation, Ed and I are are still recording next week's Monday or Tuesday and Friday episodes, but. We are recording them in advance, so we're doing double duty this week for Nintendo. Yes, we are. Not that that I can't always talk about Nintendo, but, you know, we we are working on some things. We're going to be taking your questions later this week uh, for all listener questions, since we haven't really gotten to a a question block in a while. Yes. And then... Um,
1: We do have a Nintendo 64 episode list to make, so... uh, Get uh, your list together. Let's
0: get that. Let's get, cause you know what else I want to talk about that episode too, and it'll be probably be a topic that we'll talk about after we name our list of games. I want. Yes. I want to talk about if Nintendo will have the balls to make a deal with Microsoft to get some of those rare games. I want. Oh yes. I want. Yes. I want to see if they will do that, or if they'll make a deal with Disney to get Rogue Squadron or or something like that like I want to I want to talk about if Nintendo is willing to make the deals even if well, we, even if the even if the n64 is a hundred dollars like you know or 120 with four controllers you know like I want to know if they're gonna go make those deals
1: Disney would be easier because of that 3ds adventure that 3ds game that came out that Nintendo published that Disney kind of art game. Oh, the, DS.
0: Uh,
1: the, the the art studio. That art studio. Art academy. Like,
0: art academy. Disney Art Academy is what it was.
1: That one, and then there was one where you were able to go to the, um, uh, uh, the kingdom, the Magic Kingdom, right. and explore all around it. Right. So, like, Nintendo got some good stuff with Disney. So mm-hmm. that Star Wars for the that Star Wars rose Guardian or whatever, um. Yeah. Th- that shouldn't be too hard.
0: I wouldn't rare th- I mean, rare I would though. I'm more I'm more interested in the rare Microsoft deal. Uh. GameCube is where I would really want them to make that deal with Disney and get Rogue Squadron 2 on there. Oh, yeah. Because that game was the reason I bought a GameCube at launch. I mean, like I was going to buy GameCube at launch anyway mm-hmm. because it's Nintendo, but you know, that game <laughs> I think the three games I bought at launch were were Luigi's Mansion, Tony Hawk Three, and, and Rogue Squadron. Were the three games? Uh huh. Well, it, and I wonder what would EA say about it. Mm hmm.
1: But Disney has the final say, so EA don't can't say nothing about it. Disney has the final say.
0: Yeah, expect, I mean, like I know EA has a license on new Star Wars games, but this is a like just a re-release type situation, so. Yeah. I, but I do wonder if, who was the development studio? Factor 5 behind? Factor 5, yeah. I wonder if they have any rights still in there somewhere, because they developed the game. But, I mean, that's something we could talk about on that episode. Um, but, anyways, I think, I think that's going to wrap our show, Ed. I'm super excited, because... I get to be at the Nintendo World Store in less in in a week. I'm gonna buy one of those stupid rabbits. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna set my Luigi rabbit right next to my Sonic statue. And this is gonna be like the desk of awful toys. <laughs> uh, not that Sonic's awful. Are right, you buddy? You just you just had a bad run. Till now. Sonic Mania is good. Sonic Forces doesn't look great. But anyways. Uh, yeah, this is Nintendo PowerBlock. You can find Nintendo Powblock every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. on our YouTube page. Uh, like, subscribe, and share there. Or if you can take us with you on your podcast service of choice. POW Block is now on Stitcher. So I'm proud to say that we are now Yay. on Stitcher. Uh, it, it, The NGR... Uh, you have to search for NGR Radio on Stitcher. But Stitcher now allows one... Entity to have multiple podcasts, so I'm working on getting Arsenal X and Nerds Gone Platinum out there as well. I'm waiting uh, for the. You can only submit us another podcast like one at a time until it's approved. Um, then you can do the next one. I'm working on getting those ones up there as well. But now under the NGR Radio, I guess station on Stitcher, you can find Power Block there now too. So um, yeah, really, I, I was looking at Stitcher for
1: optional opinion, and I didn't. I didn't jump the gun yet
0: you you should because I, a lot of people actually listen to at least they listen to NGR on Stitcher uh, I know Todd Oxtra uses Stitcher for his podcast um, okay so uh, anyways Ed where can we find you
1: you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can hear my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the Anomalous Radio Network, dot podbean dot com, and other of your, your favorite podcast apps that you guys can find. Um, check me out on World One One Podcast, Arsenal X, our Xbox Podcast, and more of Nintendo Pod Block, our Nintendo Podcast, of course, and, the, and our uh, Let's Playing Pod that me and Corey do with other guests. Uh, you guys can check that out. Also, I have some writing up on... I have a new blog up on ngrradio.com, so you guys can check that out. Uh, you guys can read Skirmish Frogs. Uh, I have a series called The Moment, so at skirmishfrogs.com. And also, optional opinion blogs on ign.com, under anime, E-N-I-M-E. Check out my Twitch page, the lyrical one, for... Uh, uh let's learn and if you guys want to friend me on nintendo uh right now i don't have a switch so i can't give you that number out just yet uh but if you still gotta be you optional opinion uh, big letters all one word and uh i still i'm sorry everybody i will be posting my 3ds uh code if you guys need it check out check out the nintendo power block uh facebook page it will be up there so you guys can check it out by the time this episode drops yes. yes yes
0: uh you can find me on ngr radio every monday at 10 arsenal x with ed world one one uh let's see amber,
1: think... A- amber jesse everybody yeah jesse
0: yeah yeah uh you can find me at Cory and hd on instagram you can find me at corey and hd on twitch thanks to larry you can find me at Corey and UHD on Twitter uh, because somebody already has Corey and HD. Jerk. I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's a nice fellow, but he's only tweeted three times in the last like seven years, and I want that Twitter handle. Uh, you can find all of our content on NGRRadio.com. Uh, I will be writing a bunch of reviews and stuff uh, finally when I'm on vacation. I'm excited. Uh, you know, you can. I don't know if they're going to be reviews or more of just opinion pieces, uh, but you can find them. I'm I'm fin- I finished my Zelda one. I'm just waiting to post it uh, because I want to post it with my Horizon because I think I want to do a comparison piece and have like you know a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release of those that content because I want to compare them and how they will forever be intertwined. Uh, but yeah, yes. look forward to that stuff. I will also be reviewing Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle while I'm on vacation because I will be getting that game.
1: Yes. Um and I will be picking up uh The Uncharted uh but I can't uh, due to uh something that came up I won't I won't be able to get it this week, but I am going to try to pick it up um next week so you guys will be able to check out that review. Um I'm going to try to do my best to power through it. Uh and get it up there. Um and everybody also check out Jesse's right uh review of Hellblade. He really spent a lot of great time writing that. It's really really good. So I do It's one of the best. It's one of the best
0: reviews on the site right now, honestly. Like I've I've read it twice. I've shared it three times like it's it's worth the read. So go to ngradio.com. It should be it should still be on the front page. Uh for, for stuff. If yeah. not, you can look yes. under the PlayStation banners and you can find it there and the PC banners if you're playing on PC. So, uh, really yes. good writing. Uh, we need to get Jesse uh, on one of these shows at some point. So, uh, Yes. Anyways, check out the family of shows. Uh, every day there's a new show going up somewhere. Uh, I'm excited because Matt is working on getting Matt and the B-flats onto NGR Radio as a partner show, so... Uh what? I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited. And uh show that I really kinda wanna shout out to real quick too before we get going. Nerd Noise Radio. Uh it's something yes. i I brought up on earlier shows this week. Uh you know, I we we talked a little bit about it on World War One and Arsenal X, but you know, that show's obviously going up tomorrow if you're listening to this when this show comes out. But uh Nerd Noise Radio, John Wedgworth, he's uh cool. A cool dude, I've been chatting back and forth with. Uh, if you like video game music, or or you know just media music and media in general, just check uh. that out. It's really cool. Uh, there's a couple channels you can find there. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 cool. I I do want to give him a shout out, and I'll probably give him a shout out on our Facebook page as well. Uh, so like, subscribe, and share. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. All that good stuff. Remember to email your questions at NintendoPowBlock at gmail.com for our r- listener pal b- pal block <laughs> question block <laughs> extravaganza. So uh thank you so much for watching and until next time, we love you. Bye everybody. Woohoo! Mamma mia. Ah